Hello, I'm Alexia, and let me help you to take the fear out of birth with a mix of real-life positive birth stories and birthing experts sharing their wisdom. I'll also be sharing techniques for getting into the fearless birthing mindset. And join the Fearless Mumship community for bonus podcast episodes, access to free birth preparation downloads, and loads more stuff to help you to prepare for a positive birth. Join today at fearfreechildbirth.com. Hello and welcome to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. This is me, your host, Alexa Leacher, and thank you so much for joining me today. Now, on today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you a positive birth story all the way from Sweden. Now, today's story is from Tora. I think I've said that right. And Tora's story is just wonderful. And it's extra special for me because Tora is a listener of the Fear Free Childbirth podcast and listened to it throughout the whole of her pregnancy. But also she uses a lot of the resources that I provide and my fear clearance technique. And that's what she used to prepare for her birth. So I'm particularly interested in this one because it's yet another example of my fear clearance method being used and delivering brilliant results to somebody. And to, I mean, basically, you'll hear Tora saying it in a bit, but basically, she was a bit like a Zen master going into her birth and felt completely fearless. So, this is really a great story to listen to because when she even got to the hospital, the midwives didn't even think she was that far gone because she was so calm. So that is how fearless she was in preparation for her birth. So I'm sure you're going to really enjoy listening to Tora sharing her story. And you might even hear some little gurgling noises in the background because she is breastfeeding while we're having our chat. Enjoy. Well, hello, Tora. Welcome to the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. Hi, Alexia. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me now. You are going to be sharing with us your pregnancy journey and your positive birth story as well. I can't wait to hear it because you are a listener of the podcast too, which makes it super exciting for me to find out how your journey was and certainly as somebody who is listening to the podcast. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. It feels great. Thank you for having me. And also we just probably ought to mention to the listeners that you are breastfeeding and your little one is how old um he is four weeks old four weeks old so yes if there's little gurgles in the background then that is what's going on but it's all perfectly okay because that's a lot of my guests do end up talking to me while they're breastfeeding in fact some of my early podcast episodes were me doing exact that thing or being with my little one in a sling so that's all perfectly okay on this podcast so Tori before we get going just let us know a little bit more about who you are and you know who Tora is for the listeners to get a little bit of an idea I'm a lawyer I finished my studies one week before giving birth so now I'm I'm officially a lawyer I'm also a soldier. I've been working in the Swedish Armed Forces for five years or so. So that's who I am. So you're quite hardcore then? Um, Well, I know the limits of my body. Yeah. That maybe other people don't. So with the work being a soldier, does that mean you've done a lot of physical? Is it been a lot of sort of, not frontline, but sort of very physical work? Or has it been behind the scenes? Yeah, no, it's it's been frontline. I've been, um, I'm a military interpreter. So I've been to Afghanistan and Mali and uh, worked there. Goodness. So some challenging environments. Definitely. Um, Mali was very hot. Well, I'm looking forward to understanding how that kind of compares to birth because, um, yeah, yeah, no, this is going to be super, super interesting. So (laughs) so now uh, one way I like to start asking, now speak to mum sharing their birth stories, is that moment that you found out that you're pregnant. So do tell me, how was it for you when you found out that you were pregnant? Oh, we were 
trying for only a few months and then uh, my period was three days late or so. My boyfriend was actually away on work for uh, five days. He was going to be away for another five days, but I couldn't wait. So I took the test actually at the university. I just bought a test and took it at a, you know, public bathroom in the university. <laughs> yeah. And I was so happy. So I called him and he's actually also a soldier. So I didn't think he would be able to pick up. He was supposed to be gone. But he could. And I told him and we were really happy. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So ecstatic. So how was your pregnancy in those early days then? The, the first few weeks, I was just feeling great. And then when all of the instructions said that you were that your morning sickness was going to go away, mm. that's when I started to get morning sickness. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so for a few weeks, I was feeling uh, sick a lot, but I only threw up a couple of times once at university, so that was bad. And other than that, I was completely fine. I had um, my ribs. Uh, I got some sort of inflammation in my ribs, so that hurt. Mm. I was carrying very close to my body, so I think that's uh, one reason why the midwives that uh, coached me through my pregnancy said that it might be because of a strong core yeah. muscle. Uh, I didn't get big. I got quite small, but he was kicking the same ribs oh. through my last five months. Mm. And I'm, I think <laughs> my ribs in my first pregnancy were quite, they really ached a lot, and I really felt them a lot, and I think... And, and I was much fitter just before my first pregnancy. So I'm thinking it's probably to, that having good core strength probably has a real impact when it comes to that, I would imagine. One of the things that we, we've been in touch quite a bit over email and, and you've told me that you've been really, you've used so much of the stuff that I share for free on the website. So I'm just wondering, my own personal question really is, when did you sort of stumble across the podcast and start using some of the stuff that, that is available from, you know, that, that I give away? Well, I think someone that I talked to said, um, you shouldn't listen to so many bad stories because that's not going to give you a good preparation. And the first part of my pregnancy, like the first half of it, I had just been listening to all of the bad stories and doing research on everything that could go wrong. Um, so I decided to search for podcasts that had something to do with um, birth. And I found yours quite easily. So fear-free birth. Oh, yes. And also the midwife at, uh, we went to a course on uh, the hospital that we were supposed to give birth. And she said, um, you can really tell how the women who come in here have prepared before they come. Because sometimes they've been doing hypnobirthing and they're completely silent when they come in and give birth. Sometimes they do uh, fearless birthing and then they're also absolute, absolutely silent. So I actually searched for fearless birthing in both Swedish and English, and then I found it. Ah, lovely. Okay. So at what point in your pregnancy did you start shifting from reading all that negative stuff to more positive stuff then? How, what point were you at? Quite late. I think I was seven months pregnant or so when I started listening to your podcast. Wow. Okay. So up until that point, does that mean that you were kind of absorbing lots of maybe more the medical type of information or um, absorbing some of the more negative stories as well? Yes, definitely more medical preparation. But I also felt that I got calmer the more I read. 
even before because the the information that you can get from the hey <laughs> from in from the Swedish um, medical facilities and so on it's actually quite nuanced so I think that made me calm as well oh good but I listened to I, I also researched everything that can go wrong with a baby you know afterwards all the different illnesses that they could have so I tried to look up statistics for everything that could go wrong with the baby so that was not uh, that was not great no but I, I managed to deal with that after I didn't start from a fearful place though I no. started from a quite calm uh, okay. place where I was just looking forward to the challenge. Mm. And so from the, you know, given your background as a soldier, well, I'm just curious to understand how your, what, what your beliefs were around your body being able to do this and how you felt about birthing a baby. Yeah, I mean, since I know the limits of my body and I know what it's like when something hurts, but you can still get through it. Mm. Because of that, I think I was always quite relaxed because I know that every woman can do it. So why wouldn't I be able to? Mm. I know that I'm able to cope with uh, physical challenges normally, mm. but I thought it would be really hard. I just thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be able to do that. So when you say you thought it was going to be really hard, what, what, what does, what does hard mean for you then? Um, well, I thought it was going to be absolutely extreme excruciatingly painful because mm. that's what I've always heard yeah. and you know when you say something like it wasn't it wasn't that painful then people just laugh at you yeah so I, mean, I can't wait to hear about your birth I don't want to get there just yet just <laughs> yet so I want to find out more about how you so you 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 mentioned to me that you started feeling sick was it in your second trimester because that's normally when a lot of morning sickness yeah. tends to end. so during your second trimester you were feeling quite nauseous so is there anything else that you're experiencing other than the nausea and the rib ache that you talked about during your second trimester? Yes, I had a bit of heartburn. Mm. Did that last right through until birth or did that kind of disappear for you? No, it got worse um, up until birth. Yeah. So I had more and more up until birth. I had that completely as well. And I'm just wondering, what did you, you did you find anything that helped you with your heartburn? Yes, I used, um, I asked my midwife which kind of uh, medicines I could use. So I took some, uh, some different medicines. Because um, when I was getting really bad heartburn, I had, I, this is what started me off on taking hot chocolate before going to bed, the milk with the oh. hot chocolate and a ginger biscuit, the ginger for the kind of nausea. And that really helped me. But unfortunately, that became a habit. And I still now drink hot chocolates and ginger biscuits before going to bed, which I'm sure is not helping me shed the baby weight. But it really <laughs> did help me. <laughs> so other than that, leading up to your pregnancy or your birth then, how are you feeling in the lead up, let's say in the last six weeks or so? Oh, in the last six weeks, I had been um, I had been preparing so much already and I was just preparing all until the end so I was really looking forward to it and I started believing that it was going to be it was going to be great and it was going to be a good birth and uh, I I felt great too I mean we went to a, a party the night before I gave birth and uh, I was you know everything just worked out great so tell me then how and I want to get into a little bit of the detail now in terms of how you actually prepared what, what did you actually do to prepare that you think really really helped you well i listened to about what 100 episodes of your podcast for, <laughs> i don't know how many they are especially the ones with um 
uh, positive birth stories. Yeah. Other people. Yeah. Because uh, they were great. And I did your three three videos the, um, where you give the head trend, head trash clearance method. Yeah. So I listened to or I watched those videos. I did the head trash clearance method. I worked through all of my fears in the way that you suggested. And it really didn't take long. So that was good. I mean, I, I think it really helped me, even though that was probably what I spent less time doing mm. as a preparation. So how many, how many fears when you, how many fears, like, I don't know, did you, did you work on about five or? Mm, ten. Ten. Okay. We, are you okay sharing any of those with us? Yeah, sure. I, I wrote them down. Um, most of them are uh, concerning the baby, the health of the baby, risk of uh, cerebral palsy or something like mm, that. Yeah. You know, during birth, lack of oxygen. Um, and I was afraid of birthing a stillborn baby. That was my biggest fear. Because mm. I had some friends who had to go through that and I just felt like that would be I mean, just, oh, just terrible. Mm. So I was afraid of that. I was also afraid for myself of getting a cesarean, epidural, Mm. um, induction, and tearing. Mm. And one pretty uh, specific to Sweden or specific to Stockholm, where I live, (laughs) I was afraid of uh, having the hospital that I was going to give birth on being fully booked. Because right now we have... um, they just decided to close down one of the birthing hospitals. So now the hospital that were responsible for me was 40% overbooked. Oh, so I, I knew that I, I might have to even leave Stockholm and go for two hours in a car. <gasps> and since we don't have a car, then oh. we would have had to take a cab or I don't know, the train. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I was not looking forward to that. So that's something I worked really a lot with and also with with my partner just talking about how it doesn't matter if you don't get to go to the hospital that we've chosen even though we really like that one it's fine it's going to be good either way Mm. so in terms of clearing your fears and how did you find that going through that sort of process of um doing the clearance how was that for you um it's weird how well it works because it it doesn't feel like you're actually doing something i think because you're you're um, approaching each fear or each problem in so many different ways. So then it's like your brain gets um, exhausted or <laughs> so in the end when you ask yourself, so how do I feel about this fear? You're just, ah. Yeah, <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you felt? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did that. So basically you, you use that process on every single one of those fears that you talked about. And so going into your birth then, did you find that they, they just didn't sort of, they weren't coming to mind? How was that for you going into birth of those fears that you did have? Mm, no, I was, I was never afraid when I was given birth. So it didn't, it didn't come up. Okay. I mean, even if I, I might have been slightly worried because we didn't end up going to the hospital that we had chosen. We had to go to a different one that was further away. Mm. And I felt, ah, oh, that's too bad. But yeah. that's pretty much it. I did not. I didn't panic. I didn't um, get stressed up over it. I just, I just felt dealt with it. a bit bummed out. But yeah, yeah. No, that's brilliant. That's brilliant because that's that process. That's what that does. It kind of really helps you take the emotion out, so that whatever happens, you, there isn't that emotion there. You can just go oh, okay, and you deal with it, and you can respond in a more flexible kind of 
easygoing way and it sounds like that that's how that worked for you yeah definitely wow brilliant I'm so it's just so lovely for me hearing that you know speaking to somebody that's, that's tried this that's doing it that that um that I haven't worked with directly so it's just it's wonderful for me to know that this really really worked for you so thank you for sharing that with me Tora it's really really great I used to on some other things as well just some things that came up during pregnancy I mean because I was writing my thesis mm. um, in the last stages of pregnancy. So I used to do a little bit on that. Just the stress of, of that. Because yeah. I really didn't want to be stressed. Because mm. that's not good when you're pregnant. So I was, I was pretty zen all through writing my thesis. So that was great. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. And so what else were you um, using to help you prepare for your birth? Like what other preparations were you doing? Well, I did some, uh, I used some hypnobirthing um tracks okay so i searched on spotify which is a streaming service yep um and i searched for hypnobirthing and i used one by phil parker okay also i think he's british as well a lot of the hypnobirthing stuff is british and i really like the uh the accents even though right now i'm a bit confused and i'm somewhere between american and british because i'm talking to you <laughs> and because right now i've Whenever I say birth, I just want to say birth. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh, but Phil Parker, really great. He has a 40 minutes long meditation that's free on Spotify. So I, I listened to that and he, it's two tracks. So the first one is preparation and you go into different rooms and you prepare and you see yourself as confident and you can, you just have to imagine yourself as when you're in a calm place, when you're in a confident place, and you go through different rooms to prepare. Mm. And then the second track I listened to for the first time during birth, during uh, labor. So when I was having, when I started having the contractions, I just put on the track two, mm. and he guided me through that. So that was great. I did a 40-minute meditation. Lovely. Yes. So basically, so did you go to hypnobirthing classes or did you just no. use that track? You just used that track? Yeah, I mean, since me and my partner were both students, um, a lot of the classes are quite expensive. Mm. So we decided to uh, only go to free classes. Okay. So we went to one breastfeeding course that was free and then just the preparation course of the hospital that we chose. Okay. So basically everything that you did was free. So you just got the stuff that I give away with the podcast. You've got these free hypnobirthing tracks from Spotify. Yes. And that's that's how you prepared for your birth. And it's and you in your own words, you were very zen in the lead up to your birth. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. This is brilliant. And I'm sure there's lots of people listening that haven't got the money to do courses and and you know go to those antenatal classes that they really want to do so it's, i think it's really inspiring for other women to hear that you're able to prepare using free stuff that's out there for anybody to use so this is brilliant brilliant so now tell me then uh I, there's i've got a couple of questions i'm just going to throw them all out there because there's a few things i want to know what your due date was and then when it all kicked off to understand how close you were to due date but then i also want to know you know the, the day that it all kicked off as well so first of all just tell me what your due date was yeah, my due date was the ninth of June. Okay, ninth of June. And so, when did when did it all kick off then? Um, on the morning, three days after. So on the twelfth of June. Okay. Around nine thirty, I woke up and I felt um, ache in my hip area, mm. and I thought maybe 
because I had done yoga the night before and stretched out my hips. So I thought maybe it's that. But then I lay completely still in my bed and it came and went in a rhythmic way. So I mm. thought, mm, that is not something that normal ache does. No. So I think this has happened. And I was really excited. Really? And I, yeah, I wanted to wake up my partner, but I let him sleep for another a few hours so okay so you got the, the you know when you woke up that day or when when everybody right so when your partner got up how did that how did that day unfold for you then when he woke up around 11 i said i think we're giving birth today so and i still had i was starting to time the contractions they still weren't very they were very mellow so yeah. not very intense and then they started getting more and more intense i was actually on chatting with my girlfriends, uh, a group of girlfriends that I wanted to invite for dinner. So they were going to come by at four o'clock for dinner at my place. And I said, well, I think, I mean, I'm having contractions now, so I think I'm going to give birth. <laughs> but you know, that can take days. So come you guys should yes, definitely come. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. And then, but I said, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. So before you come, uh, just ask me again. Yeah. And then around 12, I said, I mean, around noon, I said, um, yeah, I'm not going to be able to cook for anyone today. <laughs> so don't come along. Yeah. That's also when I called the hospital. Okay. For the first time. So, cause they want you to call early. Mm. So I called them and I said, hi, I think I'm in labor. I'm having contractions. They're not, um, regular yet though. So. I'll call you again when they're regular. And she said, Oh, great. And I said, I'll, I'll try to meditate through it and just relax. And she said, Oh, that's exactly what you should do. Perfect. So I got the phone and I went to bed with the meditations. And about two hours later, the contractions were very, uh, they were very intense and I only got about 30 seconds rest in between them. Wow. So they were, they had become regular and intense. So I called again and I said, hi, I think it's time to go in. And I guess this uh, midwife that answered the phone, she saw that I had, I was a first time mom and I had called in two hours earlier and I felt great then. And then I said that now I think I need to go in. She didn't, she didn't believe me. I said that I had uh, four contractions in 10 minutes. Goodness. And that I think it's time. She said, um, well, have you taken a bath yet? Have you taken a shower? And I remembered though that my sister said, when you call and want to get in, they're going to say, take a shower. And then you should say, no, I need to go in. So I did, but I was having a contraction while I was talking to her. <laughs> uh, so I was just, um, I guess I wasn't making a lot of sense. <laughs> she she just said, okay, I understand that you want to get in, that you want to come into hospital, but it's only good if you can do more of the labor work at home. So take take a bath. And so I did, and it was not fun taking a bath when I had so many contractions. <laughs> I mean, I, I just felt um, a bit uncomfortable, a bit, um, I guess, a bit annoyed yeah, because I got wet, and then I, I knew that I would have to try to get dry again but I was still you know relaxed and then we called our um we had also called a 
man that was going to drive us. Because we had a friend really nicely standing by for a full week, staying uh, sober and close to his car to be able to drive us to the hospital. And unfortunately, he couldn't on those hours, but his dad came instead. Okay. So he came and had a cup of coffee. Um, and then 40 minutes after making the last call, I got up from the bath and I told my partner, just, just call and tell them that we need to go in now because I feel like I'm going to shit myself. And I have heard <laughs> that that's how it feels when you're giving birth. Brilliant. So tell them that. And he called and he said, okay, they don't have room at our hospital. So they're going to call us back in a few minutes with where we should go. And then I went to lie down in my bed. And then he came. I mean, I heard in the background that we were going to a different hospital that was further away. And I thought, maybe I can wait for a while. And then maybe a place, a space will open up. But I also felt that that was probably a very stupid idea because I was pretty close. I mean, it was my first time, so I didn't know exactly how close I was. I thought I was close because if I wasn't, then I had really misjudged how, mm. uh, how intense birth was going to be. Yeah. Because uh, I thought if this is just the beginning and it's going to be another 20 hours of this, then I think I might be in trouble. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was very intense. Then we went to the car and our friend's dad was so kind. He tried to help me. He wanted to, he offered his arm all the time for me to lean on. But mm. for some reason, I did not want to be touched. So whenever he really nicely put his hand on me, I said, stop touching me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I was, I was very calm. Um, I just was very clear on what I wanted. Mm. The car ride was quite a challenge, though, because it was hard when I couldn't change switch positions and still had to relax. Yeah. Because uh, I felt like my entire body wanted to tense up whenever the contractions came. Yeah. And that's when I knew that I didn't, that I wasn't supposed to do. And but, I'm just trying to imagine getting in the car when I had contractions and I can't. And I'm just, you know, there's no way I could have sat in a, in a car seat with a belt on I would have been on all fours in the back seat how practically how did that look for you being in a car with the, that level of intensity of contraction what how did you do that well you know there's a handle in the in the ceiling of most parts. yeah I wanted to hold on to that and just squeeze it mm. but then I all at the same time I knew that that's just gonna increase my tension yeah I was just uh my partner just saw me grabbing, trying to grab the handle, but not doing it. Right. So all the time I was just reaching for it, but not grabbing it. And he said, finally, do you want me to help you grab it? Like, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not grabbing it. <laughs> um, and I told him to help me by pushing on my thigh. Right. So I had heard that if you, if you put some, some pressure on a different uh, place in the body, then that can help you to um, focus on something else. Mm. So I told him to push on my thigh and it felt like he just put his hand there and he's a strong guy. And I said, no, I, I'm, I need you to really push. <laughs> like, oh, but I, I, I am. No, no, both hands. Just push as hard as you can. So he did. And he was sure that I, would, I was going to get bruised, but I didn't. Wow. Um, 
So he worked really hard through the car journey as well. Whenever I had a contraction, he used all of his muscles <laughs> to pull, to push on my thigh. So that really helped. So were you both in the back seat? Yes. What kind of car was this? But I'm just really curious. Like, was it just a normal car? Were you in, just in a regular some, car? Just a regular car. Because I'm thinking I would need like a, a van or something just so I could <laughs> get comfortably. This is so. How long was that ride? Um, I think about forty minutes. <gasps> wow. And did it? Did you? Did it, did it feel like forty minutes, or were you? Was it just sort of otherworldly for you that journey? Well, I had my eyes closed the entire time. Okay. I just opened my eyes a couple of times when we were um, taking turns, I think. Mm. And I just remember that I thought, mm, this kind of looks like we're in a different country. Because okay. I just got slight, um, just a few uh, pictures of a few places that looked like Spain or something. So that's all I remember from the car, basically. Mm. So have you got any sort of um, tips for other women that, you know, if there's a women listening that are thinking, I might have to do a car ride like this. Have you got any advice to share or having been through that and, you know, say, well, try this, do this. Is there anything that you'd like to share for somebody else listening? Go to the hospital earlier. <laughs> don't listen uh, to those midwives. Trying to put no, <laughs> don't listen to them. No, seriously. I mean, because of the problems in the Stockholm area, I get that they want you to stay at home later because there's no room. Mm. So if somebody, especially a first time uh, mom comes in and she's going to be there for 24 hours, then that takes up a lot of space for somebody else that would have to travel hours mm. to go. So I get why they do that. It's just for me, that was wrong because mm. they had no idea how much I had been meditating. <laughs> yeah, you were way too zen, I think. Way yeah. too zen. <laughs> I didn't know. So when you finally got into hospital then, how, what happened then? Well, I was, I got into hospital and in the waiting room, I went down on all fours and I took one of the contractions holding onto a chair. Uh, completely quiet though, but you know, or maybe making some animal sounds. Mm. Uh, and the midwife came out and said, hi, do you have, um, ID? I need to register you. <laughs> and my boyfriend did all of that. He, found my ID and I was just with my eyes closed down on the floor and she said mm, I, I think um, I think I'm gonna have to do your check right now if that's okay with you <laughs> so she she um, checked and she said oh you're fully open oh my goodness <laughs> and you're giving birth today <laughs> wow. uh, then she left to prepare a birthing room and two nurses came uh, one that was in training, it was her first birth, and one um, old-timer who had been through thousands of births. So they were standing by my side. And after, I think, 10 minutes after coming into the hospital, the first um, uh, first pushing contractions, what do you call that in English? Is it in the transition phase? And maybe, I mean, when, when the contractions stop from opening up to just pushing down. Oh, yeah. Yes. When you're involuntarily pushing. Yeah. So you just push it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first push, the first involuntary push came 10 minutes after coming into the hospital. And then the waters broke all over the room. (laughs) So it just sprayed. And uh, luckily no one was standing 
Yeah, were you still in the waiting room at this point? Or yes, the... I was in the waiting room, but I was on a bed, though, and they had started measuring okay. uh, my contractions and the baby's heartbeat. So okay. they had put that on. They did yeah. that really quickly. Mm. So I was laying flat on my back and just sprayed <laughs> the water across the room. Um, so that happened. And then, you know, the pushing started. So they got a bit, um, I think they were not really prepared for that. Mm. so they were quite stressed and said oh better get the midwife right now and they were uh, thinking about I mean discussing whether or not to actually move me to a birthing room or if I was going to do the whole labor in the waiting area <laughs> but uh, yeah but they, they moved me I mean the waiting area was empty there was no other people there so right. it's quite quite a calm mm. room mm. Actually, a calmer environment than the birthing room, I realized. But since I had my eyes closed the entire time in there, I didn't see uh, that environment until after. Mm, okay. We had chosen a modern uh, hospital with a very, um, very humane view on birth. And they have really beautiful rooms and, you know, a lot of calm music and candles and a lot of that stuff. Mm. I mean, not real candles because fire. Yeah. But, um, but this was a regular hospital, so they had uh, uh, none of that uh, <laughs> pretty stuff. No, no private baths and, and uh, so on. Okay. They had that in the hospital that we had chosen. Right. But since I was only there for an hour before <laughs> the baby was out, it didn't really matter. So you were on your back as you were pushing. Is that right? Uh, the first first few pushes, yes, because I was on my back as they were uh, they had examined me. Okay, and but then, then when I was moving, yeah, they they told me to move to from the bed I was on because they rolled me in on that bed to the next room. They told me to move over to the next bed, and then I just decided to uh, stand on my knees, mm. so on my hands and knees. Mm. And they said, "Do you want to stand like this?" I said, "Yes." Like, okay, great, do that. And they let me push on for another 10 minutes, but the baby's heart rate was falling, at least what they, as far as they could tell. Because, um, I mean, a lot of stress came on my little baby because uh, when the waters broke and he was so far down already, there was a lot of pressure mm. on him really fast. Mm. So they were actually worried that they were going to have to uh, do a suction Goodness. Because he didn't, and they thought, well, we we just started. They explained to me later, we started to let you push, just let you go with your body for ten minutes. But since his heart rate was falling, we uh, we decided to have you stop pushing. So that's what they did. They told me to not push anymore. Um, so I had to work against the contractions for a while. When you say what did so, what did you do then? You just when the body started pushing down. I was not supposed to push, but I was supposed to breathe quite, just not deeply. Uh, breathe, what do you, what's the word in English? Just breathe shallow, just a shallow, shallow breathing, just, uh, yeah, okay. Try to, try to not push and just relax as much as I could. And I was sometimes on my hands and knees, sometimes they told me to get on my side and I did that. They were really good with that. They just gave me suggestions and I followed and um, it didn't feel stressful at all. So they just helped me through it. Mm. 
I was on my back for a while too with my legs in the stirrups, just a few minutes. And in the end, I, ha I had to work against the contractions. I mean, relax through them for 20 minutes or so. Mm. And then the baby's heart rate was fine again. So they said, okay, we'll try again. And now I want you to push three times each contraction. Try to do that. Give it three pushes. And um, just remember to breathe in between. After 10 minutes of that, so I guess three contractions or four contractions, he was out. Wow. Yeah. And so how, how did that feel for you? Oh, it felt great to be able to push. But yeah. also, I mean, I didn't feel the baby going out. I just felt like I pushed against a wall. Mm. But I, I wanted to, and they also said uh, something that I took as a challenge. And I thought, I'm going to show them how hard I can push. <laughs> don't mess with me don't mess with me definitely going to show them how how hard I so I was lying on my side and I pushed and then I felt uh, pain I mean for the first time because the baby's head was half way out mm. and then they said do you want to look now you can look down and see the head and I tried and I realized that I couldn't I couldn't focus if I was bending over that much so I just said nope and then the pain came there. I said, hey, guys, I am I feel a bit of pain now. And then the midwife just with a laugh, I think, said, oh, but it's fine. The baby's going to come in the next contraction. Okay. So he will be out in the next one. And she was holding. My partner said that she was just holding against uh, the baby, just trying to keep it in, I guess, for because she wanted to wait for the next contraction to get the baby out all yeah. at once. Yeah. So she was uh, just leaning forward, trying to keep the baby's head in until my next contraction. And then that was so quick. I mean, I didn't even push for a second, I think, in the next contraction before the, the my baby was flying through the air <laughs> <laughs> on the way to my stomach. Brilliant. Yeah. Wow. And so then did, did you, were you handed the baby straight away? Yes. They yeah. just put him right on my stomach, wet and beautiful. Oh. And I just said, hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's hello in Swedish. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> oh, how nice. And I cried. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. And I just remembered when that happened, I just realized that this is the most beautiful thing that's yeah. ever going to happen. It's just, it just felt so unreal. No, lovely. Just lovely. So what time was this at now then? I've completely lost track of time. Five. So this was at uh, 5 p.m. So you, was it at mid, yeah. well, yeah, no, midday you were still at home, weren't you, having baths? Was that right? Yeah, I mean, at two, I was, um, I said that I wanted to go in and she said, you should have a bath. Okay, that was at two, right. Yeah, so at three, we called and said, it's really time to go in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we got uh, a place at another hospital, came in at um, two minutes to four, we were registered. Okay. And then at, at five, oh nine, wow. uh, the baby came. Oh, lovely. How quick. So so when you, you woke up in the night with your twins, do you know what time that was when you woke up in the night? 
No, it was in the morning, so it was at 9.30. Oh, at 9.30. So, my goodness, that was a nice speedy labour for you then, wasn't it? Definitely. Very. Mm. And so for you, you mentioned pain during that last contraction when when the baby was half out. Was that the first instance of pain for you then during your labour? I mean, the first instance of uh, pain that I can recognise from Mm. some other part of my life. I mean, because the contractions were... Mm, it's a, another sensation. I wouldn't mm. describe it as pain, but it's definitely very intense and hard to relax through. Yeah, and my comments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my um, my body wanted to tense up as a response mm. to uh, to the contraction, but I knew yeah. I wasn't supposed to, and I was um, clear in my head enough to relaxed through them and managed to do that. And I yeah. think that's probably what made it so quick too, because when you relax through them, they open, they manage to open you up. Yeah. And that's what they're for. Yeah. And if you tense up, then you can't really open up. So with all the, I mean, just thinking about the, the fears that you had beforehand, did any of those crop up for you in your mind as you were in birth or were you completely present I mean, of it course, sounds like you were completely present with your birth but i'm just wondering if anything did come into yes. your mind at that point um well when they said that the baby's heartbeat was dropping and that i had to stop pushing for a while of course i was a bit uh, a bit worried they were really good though the the midwife and the nurses because they didn't say anything about um having to do a suction or that it got more serious i i did realize after that, there were a lot of people in the room then, because then they got, they called in some other nurses. Because okay. in a f- just the first few minutes, it, uh, because of the baby's heart rate, it got uh, to a different risk level according to their standards. Right. So then they called in the people prepared to. And so, yeah, so you had a lot of people in there, but you, you felt, you managed, as far as you were concerned, you felt reasonably calm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Fabulous, fabulous. So it was happening the way I expected it to, because I had prepared and I knew what was going to happen and it happened in the way that I expected it to. And it felt really good when I came in and she said, you're completely open, because then I knew that, okay, what I have expected and what I have believed is it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the sort of, I mean, 5 p.m. is a really great time for a little baby to arrive in the world because you've got the evening ahead of you then, haven't you? So did you, were you able to go home pretty quick? No, I mean, in, in Sweden, you have to stay at the hospital for six hours. I don't know okay. what you do, what they do to you if you try to go home before that. <laughs> we didn't want to anyway. Okay. Um, so that's the earliest you can be. We actually were not really, I mean, we could have left against doctor's orders, but um, we stayed through the night and um, they actually wanted us to stay for three days just because that's, how long they expect uh, first-time parents to stay. Mm. But we didn't feel like the hospital beds were doing us any favors, so yeah. we just wanted to go home the next day. So as soon as uh, the doctor took a look at the baby and uh, decided that everything was fine, then we decided to go home. So we went home around lunchtime the next day. Lovely, lovely. And and here you are uh a month later, chatting to me on the podcast, breastfeeding mm-hmm. your little one. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, he's actually just fallen asleep. <laughs> oh, he's just fallen asleep. 
So looking back now to your um, birth, how do you, what do you think sort of, when you think about how you prepared, what do you think was the the thing that really helped you the most? Um, just changing the way I looked at birth. Just mm. knowing that it was, it doesn't have to be traumatic, it doesn't have to be dangerous. If you just manage to relax and don't panic, then you're going to have a shorter labor and a better labor. Mm. So mm. that's that's just it. I mean, it's so, it's so unfair, really, because if you're stressed and if you're afraid, then it's going to be more painful and take a longer time. Mm. It's it's not fair to people who are afraid and no. uh, really because then they get a worse experience. Yeah, and there's a lot of but, research now that says that those people who are afraid do have longer labours and, like you say, have more difficult births as well. So there's mm. a lot of there's lots of good reasons to kind of do the like the prep work that you did to do that because it really does help you and it, it sounds like you had a, a wonderful experience, really okay. wonderful. And how did your partner find it oh he was um i mean he was prepared too and we had talked a lot about what he was supposed to do and what yeah. he did during uh, during the contractions and during labor at the hospital was just to be close to my face just kissing my face um with his hands through my hair just um just caressing me and uh, getting what the midwife said he just repeated in my ear so i could hear it all the time mm. and he helped me breathe and he was just uh, really, he was prepared to not give any any tips other than just what the midwife said and only always tell me that I was doing a great job, <laughs> no matter if I did or not. So that's yeah. what his job was. Brilliant, brilliant. I think it sounds like, yeah, he, he certainly knew what he had to do and did a fantastic job in supporting you. That's, fun. that's a brilliant, brilliant. Well, Tora, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your birth experience and, 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 and your pregnancy journey as well. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to, is there anything else I haven't asked you that you think would be worth sharing so, so that new mums, you know, new mums to be could hear anything else that you might have to share? Well, there was one more resource that I used. I, I googled hypnobirthing download and I found mm. something that I think might not be strictly legally put online, so I'm not going to say the name of it, but I found affirmations that I listened to on the subway so many times. I think I listened to them 70 times or something. Just uh, a calm woman t telling me how great my birth was going to be. And I actually heard her voice then after when Did I you? was in contractions. I heard her say, each search brings you closer to your baby. And then, you know, things like that. And I told all of my friends that, yes, it's not really like me, but I'm on the hippie train now. <laughs> as it's scientifically it's the right thing to do mm, mm. um i'm definitely boarded definitely boarded the hippie train have you and, well uh, welcome aboard yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> and it felt great fantastic fantastic well Tora, once again thank you so much for sharing your story with everybody here on the fear free childbirth podcast thank you so much for having me feels good to share it now, wasn't that a lovely story? Now, if you'd like to get hold of some of those resources that Tora used to prepare for her wonderful birth, then you can get hold of a lot of those in the Fearless Mamaship community, which you can join for free at fearfreechildbirth.com. I hope you found today's podcast useful and lovely to listen to, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.
you've just been listening to me, Alexia Leachman, here on the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, this is just a wee reminder that if you'd like to listen to bonus podcast episodes and have access to loads of birth preparation downloads, my video mini-series on reducing your fears and so much more, then join the Fearless Mamership community today. You can join at fearfreechildbirth.com. Until next time, bye for now.